It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On the defensive side of the ball, how good can this 2024 interior defensive line class be? We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at D. P underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, the champions here with me, my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. And like DP always cues me up, man. 2019 national champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here? We're here. To bring you championship level content surrounding the NFL draft, man. And we've been going through this, I guess you say, summer scouting series as far as the introduction phase, right? And, and yesterday, I think I messed up. For those who missing yesterday, I said that that was the last group, right? That safeties was the last group. Guess what? I wasn't truthful, man. We forgot about the big balls. We forgot about the trenches. We did the edge defenders, but we didn't go over the defensive tackles, man. And like we talked yesterday about the safeties in a, uh, you know, a position that's devalued, maybe, right? With the defensive tackles, that is not the case. Jeffrey Simmons getting paid. Aaron Donald got his money. Jalen Carter just went top 10, right? So we're going to talk about these defensive tackles, man, some of the some of the premier names to look out for in this upcoming class with DP, man. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. We'll throw out a couple of names, man, and have these conversations about a couple of these guys. No, for sure, man. And, and keep the, you know, I, I've the one name that I, I want to bring up uh, LSU guy, Mason Smith. Um, you know, last year he only played, you know, part of the first game. He got injured um, versus Florida State and he missed the rest of the mm-hmm. season. But going back even to his freshman year, right, in, in 2021, a guy that had 12 pressures, four sacks, you know what I mean, 12 run uh, run stops. He, you know, he was really – and what you saw at six foot five, 300 pounds, a guy that was versatile, right? Like, you know, some – you look at some some places, and they have this guy listed as an edge, right? Like six five, three hundred. 300. He's like an edge yeah, rusher. But yeah. you see that athleticism with him. Yeah, and so I, I – lucky enough, man, I actually just finished – Mason uh watching Mason uh before we finished before we started this podcast so he's pretty fresh on the brain yeah and he listed that edge rusher because he plays the edge right like and you have to go back like you said man he injured himself the very first game of the season against Florida State he was celebrating a teammate's tackle jumped up came down towards ACL so he was out so we have to go back to his freshman year right and watch the 2021 film and this is the thing during that time and that period um you know LSU had a a, a more veteran 
um, I guess D-line rotation, right? We had guys like Ali Gay, BJ Jalari, um, Jaquel and Roy, Jacoby and Guillory, and he was the new, he was the new guy, right? So it was more so if you ask me my opinion, I was, it's one of those like get in where you fit in type situations and where do you best serve. So yeah, at, in the 2021 film, he plays edge rusher. So you watch this guy, 6'5", 300 pounds, plays the edge rusher position, but there are times too where he kicks in right to the defensive tackle position. And what I think was, was in the rotation, I think he was number two, like he was the you know second guy on a depth chart at defensive end and defensive tackle. So whoever needed a spell, he would come in and play that way, right? But th- what you see is, and like you said, we're not going to go over a grade and everything, but like you said, for six, five, 300 pounds, the first thing initially is everybody going to think like, oh man, Jordan Davis, right? Because that was the last time we've seen a guy that that big, but this guy's a lot more nimble and it's, it's not as much body mass, right? Like he's, yeah. don't get me wrong, six, five, 300 pounds is a big dude, but I don't think the comp of Jordan Davis is a, is a good comp, right? Because when I was watching him and I'm, you know, I'm thinking of guys and I just mentioned his name, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, may, maybe something more in that, like a guy that's athletic. Grady Jarrett, he, maybe? Yeah, I can see something like that. Grady Jarrett wouldn't be a bad comp either. That that actually may be a better comp because Grady has a, a bit of finesse to his game also. And you can see that with Mason because Mason is a high-level athlete at 300 pounds. Like he, he tries to win the edge, but you can see that his most advantageous situation is when he's kicked inside. And his athleticism is there to beat the offense, like the beat the interior offensive linemen, like the guards and the centers and everything. So, man, this this he's going to be a fun prospect because we only have freshman film. Right. We sophomore year, he was hurt. Then junior year, obviously highly touted. But then it's going to come down to where does he play? Right. And then what does he do? And then what does the sack production look like? So he's definitely going to be a, a fun player. Uh, DP, but man, I see another name scrolling down here. Michael Hall Jr. Won't you talk to me? Um, I know because you have Ohio State. So I don't know if you, you know, you probably got eyes on him um, at some point, of, you know, seeing him. Uh, what, what, what do yeah. you think about? Michael Hall from the perspective of just his potential impact and what he can do. I think with Michael Hall Jr., who's listed at 6'2", 290, um, man, he's going to be a single gap penetrator, kind of a three-tech, a guy that I think his biggest impact is going to be on the passing downs, where he has good quick hands, uh, good burst off the line of scrimmage, and he he uses good, to me, you know, from the from the because I haven't finished watching, I just watched enough of him while I was watching JT, um, you know, his his the, the edge defender for for um, Ohio State. And, you know, as I'm watching him, I'm getting my eyes on Michael Hall. And one thing that popped for me, too, is I saw for the reps that I paid attention to, he drive, he, that drive phase. He keeps the, the shoulder pads low so he can drive into the to the chest plate of the offensive lineman and, and be able to, to really stay flexible and stay low, not popping straight up and being broad-shouldered and, and sticking his chest out there for guys to get their hands in and be able to latch grip and control them. Um, you know, it's not somebody I don't think I want to put him in like at that. You know, in college, you know, we see a lot of defenses – defensive lines where you have a guy at 290 pounds playing zero and one tech and two I and it's like, yeah, in the NFL, that's probably not where you're going to play. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not going to happen. But so, I think that three tech is perfect for him. Yeah. I have a question, DP, just from what you've seen. And, you know, obviously this is the introduction, right? So we're talking about potential, but also we haven't, you know, did the deep dive to know exactly, you know, and feel a hundred percent comfortable with what we're saying. But I want to ask you from a potential perspective, is this a guy that's like a potential 
first rounder, right? Like, and then we're, we're coming off the heels of Jalen Carter. Uh, any of these guys, we talk about Mason Smith, Michael Hall, and we still have to talk about Tyler Davis. Are these guys that you can see or foresee being top 10, top 15 picks? I think if, if I think with, with, Michael Hall, I think he has the the potential to be a first rounder. Uh, I definitely want to get into that deep dive later on this week to really see that full skill set. See how he handles the double teams and against the run, and does he you know squeeze and, and and leverage gaps correctly and different things like that on a consistent basis. But like the athletic tools, the motor is incredible. This young man that chases plays down from backside, things of that nature. I, I loved what I saw from him. Like I said, it was it was in spurts because I was you know still studying his teammate, the defensive end, so I can get him a grade. Uh, but with him, I, I came away impressed with what I saw, and it just gives me. Uh, it, it makes me more anxious and, and excited to watch him in totality to really see what he what he's capable of. But Keith, for to, for in terms of Tyler Davis, another a similar, I think I would say similar body type almost in terms of uh, mm-hmm. what, what they what they bring. You know what I mean? Uh, six what, two, but he's three hundred. I was just about to say Tyler Davis probably what about six two, like yep. two ninety five, three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and, and very similar games in a way too. Uh, the, they win with burst and quickness off the ball. Uh, active um, hands in terms of being able to reduce hitting services and, and block and and shed and disengage from blocks and what we call in the south, you know, when guys are just sitting there fighting with hands, called chicken fighting. Like you don't want to do a lot of that. You know, you want to get to you know get to your spot, win quickly, and, and, and get in the backfield. And this was a guy that I that we all thought was going to come out. You know, I think he accepted his senior bowl invite, yeah, uh, but yeah. then him him and his teammate, Rook, which we're going to get to in the next segment. But uh, he went back to school and uh, arguably this might be the best defensive tackle tandem in college football. Uh, like I said, strong hands. He does show lower body, lower body flexibility and he can uh, for, for a guy that's 300 pounds. I don't want him taking on double teams at a high rate, but he's shown the ability to do so and the lower body power and strength to, to anchor, to, to get his feet dug into the, into the ground and anchor, man. But I got one question for you, Keith. We talk about Mason real quick with Mason. And we, like you said, he, him being listed at edge, but if he plays predominantly IDL, do you think he could be a shoe in for the top spot? Mm, that's tough, man. That's tough because I think we're still trying to figure out this class. Like last year, I think we we pretty much knew Jalen Carter was yeah. that dude, right? Um, and then it's just tough because Mason hasn't played. Like I think there will be a lot more hype around him entering the year, but he was hurt last year, right? Like you talking yeah. about the first half of the very first game of the season. So we're we're going off a of freshman film. I would like to think I would say this. I think the upside for Mason is a top 10, top 15 prospect, but there is variance around there because we have to see how he rebounds from injury. What does he look like? Obviously, he's still carrying 300 pounds around. What position that he plays? Like I said, that's going to be so important to what position that he plays. Is he playing interior defensive lineman or edge? So, DP, I, I, I like if, if you had to ask me, we talk about we're not betting me, but if I had to put a couple dollars, I would. I don't know if I would go all in yet just because of the totality of this class and then just with Mason, you know, having a rebound from the injury, come back, prove that he's healthy and everything. So I think it's going to be a fun discussion, man, with these defensive tackles, especially Mason Smith, because the size is going to be evident, right? 6'5", 300 pounds in the way he moves. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna, he's going to do some very attractive things. But DP, man, keeping this ball rolling, you already mentioned you mentioned one guy, right? You, you mentioned Ruka Roar, right? 
Then we have Tyleek Williams, another defensive tackle at Ohio State. We have Zakevius Walker, um, you know, another defensive tackle. So we have some big names, man, guys that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", big body guys that can make impacts that we're excited about where these guys are going to, you know, ball out with what they're going to do moving into this upcoming year in this college football season. So coming up next, man, we're going to continue to dive into the names, continue to talk about some of these guys. And there may be some more intriguing names that pop up in situations that, hey, these guys' stock can skyrocket throughout the college football season. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to give the best tasting protein bar ever a try, and that's Built Bar. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I know I don't. I got just a thing for you guys. Built Bars and Built Puffs, they're healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously. They taste so amazing, you won't even realize or think that they're good for you. So you got to give it a try. I promise you it won't disappoint. And the reason why they taste so good, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. You heard me correct. 100% real dark chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors. Uh, Churro peanut butter brownie, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream, guys. So you can do like me and go to your local pharmacy at uh, local Walmart to the pharmacy section, get a four-bar box of Built Bars, or go to your Sam's Club, buy them in bulk with the specialty flavors as well. Or you can allow us to help you and go to BuiltBar.com. And, guys, you go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your very next order. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The, the, the risers, Keith, we, 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 you, you, you kind of laid that up perfectly. You threw that, that alley-oop very well. Ruka Roro, I think I, I think I nailed that. You know what I mean? Because he got the, the, that last name through, has been throwing me off for a while. But this was a guy that, that he started in spurts uh, in 2022 for Clemson's defensive line, which we know was – Highly touted, but a lot of stars and a lot of versatility and everything else. 6'4", uh, 295. Uh, he came away with 21 pressures, three QB hits, three sacks. But now, and, and, and just like Tyler Davis, I believe Rook also um, committed to or accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl back in January of this year, Keith. And then, you know, next thing, or December or whenever, whenever it was given to him, and we were excited to see him. The next thing you know, yeah, he's not coming. You know what I mean? And he, he went back to school, but I don't mind him going back. And the reason why is because now he has the chance to showcase with that. Listen, 6'4", 295, 300 pounds, heavy-handed, powerful, the strength on the upper body, being able to, to really anchor in the run game. And I think – and hold him at the point of attack, man. And, and I look at him – the main thing I'm looking for with him is to see how – because, you know, at the end of the day, the, you talked about interior defense alignment similar to safeties being kind of devalued. A big part of that is because – 
it's a passing league, right? So everybody mm-hmm. wants guys that can get after the quarterback. All that, you know, and, and that was been that's been the case for the past couple of years, up until maybe what was it until last year? Where okay, yeah, you want to have those pass rush specialists that are 285 pounds, 290 pounds on your interior defensive line. And the offense is like, we're going to just run the ball right at you. You know what I mean? Because these guys yeah. can't hold up against the, against the run game. So you need a guy like Rook and, and some of the other guys that we've – Mason Smith and Michael Hall. You need those guys that can hold up at the point of attack. But the main thing I'm looking for with Rook is showcasing that three-down potential, um, you know, the, the hand usage, the, 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 the hand technician uh, technical aspect of his game. Does he have that to be a three-down player? I can't wait to really dive into his tape. Yeah, so a name I want to go with DP is a guy that just, I think he just transferred. Um, He was originally playing at Ole Miss. Now he's in your neck of the woods. You have, once again, another good football player. Um, Interior defensive lineman, Taiwan Malone. Um, this guy was a highly rated player, recruited by everybody, you know, went to Ole Miss, but now he's at Ohio State now. He's at Ohio State. So you're talking about another mix, right? Another another interior defensive lineman, another body to throw in there. Now he would be fairly new to this rotation, right? So, you know, you have to and, and I I I can see the transfer by him, you know, because Ole Miss runs a, a weird scheme, right? They do that kind of Big 12, 3-3 stack situation. And, you know, they do a bunch of different things. Um, And maybe he wants to play a more traditional defensive tackle position, right? Or, or, or alignment that's more beneficial to his skill set. So this is a name that, like you said, man, he transferred, right? So you're going to have to watch the Ole Miss film to be able to, you know, check him out. But him going into – Ohio State, where he's going to have Jack Sawyer on one side, right? Where he's going to have JT Tua Amalu, right? Where he's going to have Michael Hall. Then, you know, he can be placed there. You still have Tyleek Williams, right? Who we have to discuss real quick at Ohio State. So I think when we talk about Ohio State and having this rotation, it's going to be a good situation for Taiwan Malone. He just has to get into that starting rotation. And I think he's going to be able to produce at a high level. Now, I'm excited to see that, Keith. And when you talked about Tyleek Williams, 6'3", 6'4", 315, a guy that was a rotational piece on that defensive line for Ohio State. And now I expect him to be more into that starting type of role alongside Michael Hall. And it's a different body type, right? Big, powerful guy that's going to help you in the run game, you know, and play that one tag, zero tag, maybe some two eye as well, and really getting – uh, you know, as a four-star recruit coming out of high school. So a guy that has a quick first step for his size, uh, you know, good footwork. And then, like I said, that, the powerful hands to deconstruct and shed blocks is what you really want to look for. So this – this, and at, at the end of the day, guys like him and, and, and Michael Hall and Taiwan, these guys are going to be so important because you don't know what kind of quarterback play you're going to get from Ohio State. So the defense playing well and listen. If it's one, if it's one way you're gonna be able to beat Michigan, because you lost back-to-back seasons against Michigan, you gotta stop the run, baby. You gotta stop Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, man, and, and, and you gotta be able to, to stop the run on in, on the interior. And that's what Ty Leak and Michael Hall and this defensive line. I'm, I'm excited to see what these young men, what this young man's gonna be able to do. Hopefully, like in a full year of starting, because uh, he can, you know, at the end of the day, te- teams look for athletic, big body guys, and I think he fits that mold. Yeah, and, and I mean, just what you talked about, right, being able to beat Michigan and things like that. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this college football season and that, like, who's number one is kind of up in the air, right? We'll see if Georgia, you know, is is ranked number one or, you know, they had the most, you know, returning people, which they probably they thought everybody be. went to the draft. Um, they will but be. when you see, when you have names like Tyleek Williams, Michael Hall, and Taiwan Malone, and, and Jack Sawyer, and JT Tolamalo, I'll say this, Ohio State, it seems like they have a shot 
right, at, at, at being able to contend because they'll be so deep in the trenches, man. And all these guys, like we said, man, we mentioned these names, the, the combination of the edge rushers and the interior defensive linemen could be real impact football players. So that's why we consistently talk about them because now I, I think they're, they're like all of them have high ceilings, right? Like we yeah. they, they can all make real impacts on the defense. But DP, man, continuing with this conversation of interior defensive linemen, I want to continue to transition, right? And, and, and there's some names, man. We had uh, South Carolina um, edge slash defensive tackle. He transferred to Oregon, Jordan Birch. So there, there are a lot name, a lot of lot more names that we want to throw out there, man. So coming up next, we're going to continue to dive into these names. Obviously, the transfer portal has switched some things up, right? It's not just the quarterbacks and the wide receivers transferring. It's those defensive linemen getting on the field and in the right situation, these guys can take off. So coming up next, man, we're going to continue to flush out um, these defensive tackles, interior defensive linemen, impact players, um, and who has a chance to, to raise their stock. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers, as we always tell y'all, man. But you know what? You know what time it is. As we've been doing in this, these these uh, positional breakdowns and introductions, it's time to wake up. That alarm clock is going off, and there's not a time up there. It's a bunch of prospect names, and Keith, um, we didn't get a chance to talk to him, talk about him in the last segment, but I wanted to ask you about Fabian Lovett, who I know you've seen a few times for Florida state. Where do you view him in, in this class? Yeah. Uh, Fabian, man, I, I battle back and forth with him because there's some, you know, really good things to like about Fabian Lovett. Um, and then there are some things to prove. So I'm glad he came back, but you're talking about a loaded Florida state team, which they should be loaded this year. Right. And if he can just continue to work on the details of his game, because he is a pretty good athlete, he's strong, he's stout, um, you know, and now I think it's just about developing that pass rush repertoire. What we just talked about, right, was, you know, being able to affect the quarterback. And that's what um, people are going to want from the interior defensive line position. So I think that's more sort of thing, him just continue to develop because he is, um, you know, he's impactful for this Florida State team. Florida State should be loaded. So he had plenty of opportunity to make big time pays. But DP, I want to toss it back your way, man, with with uh, defensive tackles, Octavius Walker. Um, and, and, and just your familiarity with him as a football player and just, just some of the things, um, you know, with him. Yeah, so, you know, let's say 6'4", a little over 300 pounds, like 305, big, strong kid, you know what I mean? And, and, and being able to do a good job holding up well against interior offensive linemen, uh, great, uh, you know, really good arm length just off the, you know, the look on tape, uh, strong-handed, heavy-handed, like the power and, and his and his uh, first-step quickness is surprising. You know, not the power, but the first-step quickness for a guy of his size being a bit kind of a bigger body, but a guy that you feel comfortable playing, I think he could play two eye or three tech, maybe even a little bit of one because he is strong from you know just top down. Is a guy that can kind of anchor in the run game as well as uh, get, get use that arm length to lock out and, and and we you know the term you know stack peak and shed being able to stack lock out those arms stack the uh, the interior offensive lineman find peak and locate the ball shed and get there right and, and that's what you look for. You don't want guys to just you know and a lot of times as we saw like with Georgia you know with like a Jordan Davis Devonta Wyatt. All those guys, 
they were that scheme was always asking those guys more so just contain the gap, right? Squeeze it down, leverage it, and 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 you know, and, and just like basically close it, right? And be like a roadblock where you see other defensive schemes where it's like go get the ball. You know what I mean? Don't just don't just do that. Like I want you to do that too, but go get the ball. And I think he's somebody that that does a good job of it. And I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. The main thing with him is going to be just the tech, the technical aspect of the game, right? Being uh, consistent with his hands in terms of being able to throw multiple counters and, you know, if the first move doesn't work, if the bull rush doesn't work, what do you, what else do you have in your back to get back there and um, not just do well against the run, but again, similar to, uh, to Ty Leak, being able to showcase the ability uh, to, to be a three down type of player, but he has a frame and I think the athletic and physical tools to do so, Keith. Uh, but I got a guy, Keith, I'm really excited about, and that's over at Duke. And I'm gonna mm. say this like, we, we typically aren't excited about anyone from Duke, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But I, hey, listen, Duke got two guys I'm excited Dwayne Carter. That we talked about, you know, R- uh, Riley Leonard, the quarterback, but with, with Carter, man, 6'3, 298. The main thing I want to see is where they're gonna play him, uh, you know, or where he, you know, this season. Uh, you saw a lot of them in the B gap and things like that, but you know, with his body type, you're like, well, can he play some like maybe four three defensive end? Because he's kind of built like that, right? You know, he's got a little little bit. He may be able to also play some five tech in like an odd front. But Keith, you know, thirty, bro, listen, six three two ninety eight. But listen to these numbers, Keith: four batted passes, f- almost forty pressures, five QB hits, three forced fumbles, and eight sacks in twenty twenty two extremely productive, gets Man. after it, powerful, quick off the ball. He just does so many things well that can really impact the game. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, me being the, lock, the, the host of Locked On Clemson and the Clemson fans, listen, go check it out. I'm kind of, you know, for Clemson's off, interior offensive line, the, the battle, if he does get reduced inside with him and that's in center, Will Putman, uh, Putnam, like that's going to be a battle. And, and this is a guy that can, that I truly believe can wreck some games you know, for the Duke Blue Devils in that defensive front. And if you don't contain him, he can get back there and not only get back there, but make the sacks, but also get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. And we all know if you can create turnovers, the NFL teams really look at you in, 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 a, in a different light. You know, just not just be able to create pressure, but to take the ball away and give it back to the offense. This is a young man I think everybody needs to know going into the 2023 college football season. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's going to be fun to see, right? We're talking about a guy at Duke making plays. And, you know, we had Northwestern, right? So something with these these academic schools, man. They're trying to turn it around. <laughs> they're trying to get some things going, man. They're trying to say we play football, too. Uh, but, DP, I want to go to – we talked about Georgia earlier, right, and just talk about a couple guys on, on their roster real quick. And I want to start with their, their senior nose tackle, Nazir Stackhouse, man. We're talking about, you know, a, just a big physical guy that has a presence – um, you know, be able to play strongest to run. And we know that Georgia, they have a heavy, a heavy defensive line rotation, right? So they keep these guys coming in and coming out, coming in and coming out. So maybe the production is always there, but we're talking about a guy, I think he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, um, really good mover at Georgia. You know they play, you know, strong against the run and things like that. So I'm excited to see him also, DP, uh, just to, you know, see what he does. And I, I'm, I'm envisioning that this will kind of be, you know, he'll be – in that kind of star role in the sense of the fact of like he's the senior on that defensive line because they have, you know, some young guys with I think Michael Williams is over there who's yep. probably gonna be the next superstar. Um then he's playing next to Warren Brinson, right? Who's another senior defensive tackle. Uh so it, it it'll be fun to see what Georgia does um in, in names that appear. But I think Nazir Stackhouse is definitely a name to kind of circle to see what he's able to do this year. No, 100 percent Keith and the name 
uh, that that I feel like you talk about sleepers, man. You know, we put them up for forty over at UC, UCF, man. Um, Lee Hunter, six four, three twenty. You know, from Mobile, Alabama, but a kid that is powerful. Uh, and he has that that build uh, that you look for, right? In, in terms of being a um, kind of zero tech nose tackle, one tech where he's literally just kind of plugging gaps and containing the run game. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to do, uh, you know, because last year, you know, he, he was more of a rotational guy, right? And, that, and that's that's why we do these these introductions because there's a lot of guys that are more rotational that move around, uh, you know, that's, that's okay. Now, if you get thrusted into the starting position, what are you going to be able to give us and what are you going to be able to show us? And I'm excited to see what this young man can do because he does show off and showcase, you know, uh, quickness for a big 320-pound body but also just the physicality and power he's going to be able to bring. And if he can two gap and handle the run game and anchor and occupy lanes, that's going to, that's going to bode well for him. Cause it's what teams that run the odd fronts, he's going to, he could be that nose tackle for him, mm-hmm. that kind of throwback. And if he shows enough um, pocket pushing ability, that also bodes well for him going into the NFL. Cause teams will look at him like, you know what? If we go to more of those kind of, not so much NASCAR packages, but those kind of smaller fronts where we have three out of our, three of three out of our four defensive linemen are edge rushers, he can be that one big guy that can push the pocket, demand and command uh, a number of bodies thrown his way and help free up his his explosive speedy edge rusher. So I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye on Lee Hunter, man. But yeah, guys, I, let's I, oh, go I, ahead. I think- no, I was going to say, I think that's a good name, Paul and DP. I, I'm, you know, looking at Lee Hunter. And I'm like, I know this name sounds familiar, man. I'm like, this name. And then when you say UCF, and I'm like, but that doesn't match. So I went and looked up his player profile. He was at Auburn, right? So it's like, Auburn, mm-hmm. man, y'all, y'all had all the guys, right? Then I look at Zykevious Walker. Um, He didn't play as much last year. He was in and out of the portal. So I'm like, Auburn, y'all y'all had the defensive lineman to go to war with anybody. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Got to get this thing together. They have a new head right. coach. So maybe they get that thing turned around. Um. Um, but yeah, I, I I was checking that out, and I said I know that name sounds familiar, but Lee Hunter was definitely at Auburn. Yeah, no, it, listen, Auburn was such a toxic situation they had going on over there, man. Hopefully, uh, the new you know new head coach uh, uh, can can you know coming over from Liberty can get some things straight. But guys, man, listen, we appreciate y'all as always. Uh, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. As always, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. You're family, but you're also the everydayers. Every time I say that, I think about my man from the Fast and Furious series, you know, Dominique Toretto. Uh, you know what I mean? I just watched the Fast X movie this past weekend. I'm never going to see another one again because it's a trilogy. But um, but I appreciate y'all as always, man. Um, you know, definitely come back and, and tap in with us tomorrow because we're going to start getting into, uh, you know, just kind of tapping into these rookies. OTAs just finished up. So we want to see how some of these guys perform. Who's showing out? Who, who you know? Who needs some work? And as we get ready for to ramp up for mini camp, guys, listen, football is it's it's creeping along, but we getting there. We getting there. So in terms of Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.